How do millions cross a river in a single day? Boats? Bridges? No, it's simpler than that. God just moves the river. On The Bible Brief. Want more Bible learning content like this? Sign up for our newsletter and follow us on social media. Links are in the show notes to this episode. You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. The peoples have heard. They tremble. Pangs have seized the inhabitants of Philistia. Now are the chiefs of Edom dismayed. Trembling seizes the leaders of Moab. All the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. Terror and dread fall upon them because of the greatness of your arm. They are still as a stone. Till your people, O Lord, pass by. Till the people pass by whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode. The sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. From the Song of Israel, after Yahweh defeated the Egyptians at the Reed Sea. Reconnaissance is important to any war effort because discovering the enemy's strengths and weaknesses can aid in achieving victory over them. In unfamiliar territory with unknown terrain, surprises could lurk behind every hill and ambushes might await an invading army. Knowledge is key to success, making reconnaissance a necessary tool in the arsenal of every military leader. Joshua was no different and he knew the value of good intelligence to success on the battlefield. The people of Israel had been ambushed and resisted ever since the Amalekites attempted to decimate them on their way to Sinai nearly 40 years ago. And Joshua would be prepared with necessary information for infiltration of the promised land of Canaan. So Joshua sends spies into the land with simple instructions. He says to the two spies, Go, view the land especially Jericho. And off the spies go, before coming back days later, with news of the land and news of Jericho, the first target city for the army of Israel. A target on the other side of a watery barrier standing in the way of the nation. The Jordan River. They had been in Moab on the eastern side of the Jordan for weeks, but now the time had come for them to finally cross. God had long ago promised to Abraham the land on the other side of this river. He had called Abraham from Ur of the Chaldeans and brought him to this specific land. Soon after Abraham had arrived, God said to him, Lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward, and eastward and westward. For all the land that you see I will give you into your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth your offspring can also be counted. And here they were, Abraham's offspring, numbered like the dust of the earth. They had gone from just 70 people when their forefather Jacob had moved the whole family to Egypt to around 2 million people over 400 years later. They had experienced slavery in Egypt, deliverance from the plagues, miraculous salvation at the Red Sea. And now they were finally, finally, at the precipice of the land. And not just the land, 
their land, an inheritance promised by God himself to the offspring of Abraham. This land was theirs, and it was time to enter it. It was time to cross the Jordan River into the promised land. This river crossing would be nothing short of miraculous, a miracle that would sow fear into the hearts of the enemies in the land, because God would show his power yet again. We read this in Joshua chapter 3, starting in verse 7. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant. When you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the people of Israel, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Here is how you shall know that the living God is among you, and he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is passing over before you into the Jordan. When the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. God is going to do something amazing at the Jordan River a miracle for this new generation, as a reminder of his great power that he showed in Egypt at the Red Sea. But not just a reminder of his power in the past. It would also be a demonstration of his power to accomplish his promises to the people. Joshua says that by this miracle, God will show that he is among them and will without fail drive out the inhabitants of the land. As the priests carry the Ark of the Covenant containing the tablets of the Ten Commandments into the Jordan, God will stop the waters of the river for the nation to cross, to cross over on dry ground. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water, the waters coming down from above stood up in a heap very far away, and those flowing down toward the Dead Sea were completely cut off and the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priests, bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. Imagine being a young man or woman in Israel. With each dry step across the river, you are seeing the stories that your parents told you come to life. You weren't around to see the miracle at the Red Sea, you were here for this. Now you could understand their stories, because now you were living them. You would be brimming in confidence at the battles ahead, because you would know that indeed God was with his nation Israel. And then you would take that final step from the Jordan riverbed into the land, the promised land of Canaan. Next we read, The people passed over in haste, and when all the people had finished passing over, the ark of the Lord and the priests passed over before the people. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him, just as they had stood in awe of Moses all the days of his life. And the Lord said to Joshua, Command the priests bearing the ark of the testimony to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, Come up out of the Jordan. 
And when the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came up from the midst of the Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up on dry ground, the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and overflowed its banks as before. The miracle was over. Just as God had split the Red Sea, so here he had stopped the Jordan River from flowing. A new generation had now seen the amazing power of God over even the waters of the earth, and they would commemorate this event. As they had crossed over the river, one representative from each of the twelve tribes picked up a large stone from the riverbed and carried it to the riverbank within Canaan. These stones would be used to set up a memorial for future generations. The people came up out of the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they encamped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. And he said to the people of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, What do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know. Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Note that this is a memorial for Israel, but that the event at the Jordan River and at the Red Sea were for all the peoples of the earth. God's miracles are not just to be understood locally for the worship of God. No, these miracles were to demonstrate God's power and to spread God's fame throughout the earth. Just as Israel had sung about the nations trembling after the Red Sea miracle, so here we will see the fulfillment of that song after this Jordan crossing. We read this beginning in Joshua chapter 5. As soon as all the kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to the west, and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan for the people of Israel until they had crossed over. Their hearts melted, and there was no longer any spirit in them because of the people of Israel. The nations are trembling, and the people of Israel have finally come into their homeland through the water on dry ground. Outside of Canaan, they had had military success against a Canaanite king, against two Amorite kings, and finally against the Midianites. Israel was a force to be reckoned with. More than that, Israel's God was a force to be reckoned with. Yahweh, who even the seas of the earth obey. Trepidation had seized the nations in the land of Canaan. They knew that war was coming, and they knew that they would be defeated by this undefeatable people and their all-powerful God. But as a final turn of the page from their old lives and the old generation outside Canaan, Israel had two more things to do before the war effort began in earnest. Two points of obedience to follow God's commands. First, circumcision. Second, Passover. It turns out that among the rebellion and disobedience of the older generation who had fled Egypt, that they had neglected to circumcise the sons born to them in the wilderness. Despite continued commands in the law for them to do so for every son on the eighth day after his birth, the people had disobeyed. And so Joshua is commanded by God to circumcise all the uncircumcised Israelites after entering Canaan. We read this. When the circumcision of the whole nation was finished, they remained in their places in the camp until they were healed. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. And so the name of that place is called Gilgal to this day, 
meaning rolled away. While the people of Israel were encamped at Gilgal, they kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month in the evening on the plains of Jericho. And the day after the Passover on that very day, they ate the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. And the manna ceased the day after they ate of the produce of the land. There was no longer manna for the people of Israel, but they ate of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. This entrance into Canaan has been full of memories. Memories for propelling the nation forward into the conquest of the land. They remembered the crossing of the Red Sea as they crossed over the Jordan River on dry ground. They remembered the Abrahamic covenant promise of land, seed, and blessing as they were circumcised by Joshua. They remembered the 40 years of bread from heaven provided by God. And they remembered that Passover night from 40 years prior, when God passed over the houses of Israel because of the blood of the lambs. Memory has a way of propelling us forward, because memory and experience is a part of our identity. It tells us where we've come from so that we can know where we're going. This new generation of Israel was remembering that they were a nation of promises a nation saved by God himself from their Egyptian slavery, a nation that God would use to bless the world. It was in the midst of these memories that the future beckoned. The reconnaissance was complete. The two spies that Joshua had sent to Jericho were returning with news of the city, news involving a woman, the fear of the city, and a scarlet cord. Join us next time as Joshua meets the commander of Yahweh's army before Israel approaches the fortified city of Jericho. A city with walls that can withstand normal weaponry, but has a difficult time with the weapons God chooses. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023.